0: in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit one god amen today is the second sunday of the last coptic month of the new of the coptic year the month of Misra. and since this is the last coptic month in the coptic year so the church usually during the last month, reminds us with the end of the world and also with the end of our life. That's why last Sunday, if you remember, the Gospel was about the parable of the wicked vine dressers. And in this Gospel, the Lord actually reminded us through this parable that we are stewards and on the last day we will give account of our stewardship so there is accountability so here while we are on earth if we examine ourselves then on the last day we'll be ready but if we don't hold ourselves accountable here on earth then at the last day we will be actually in trouble because we are not ready so the church while we are ending this Coptic year is reminding all of us to examine ourselves to see whether we are ready or not whether we are walking in the way of God or not many of us when we examine ourselves we will find ourselves we are walking away from God and during the last year we actually violated many commandments we disobeyed him we fell in many lusts and in many bad desires and satan might use this self-examination to attack us with hopelessness to tell us that now you are a sinner and God actually doesn't like you God actually is against you there is no hope in you that's why in the second Sunday which is today the church chose for us a story of a sinful man greedy man and how God called him to repentance, And not only called him to repentance, but this man became one of the twelve disciples, the very close circle around our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, he became one of the four evangelists that wrote to us the four Gospels, or speaking about St. Matthew. Matthew had two names, Levi and Matthew. And it was a common in the Jewish culture to give two names, Aramaic or Hebrew name, and also a Greek name. Like when somebody comes from Egypt to here in America, so he chose another name, To match, to fit the 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 culture. For example, if his name Osama, he will call himself Sam, something like this, in order to have a name fits the culture. And because the Jewish culture, uh, uh, sorry, Israel at the time was occupied by the Romans, that's why they used to choose a Greek name. So Saint Matthew. His name, the Hebrew name, or Aramaic name, is Levi. But the the Greek name is Matthew. And Matthew means the gift of God. And Matthew was a tax collector. At that time, the Roman Empire asked some people to pay the taxes for the city. For example they say this city of Cana of Galilee for example the taxes is that much 100 dinari 500 dinari 1000 dinari So a person comes and pay all the taxes of the city to the government Since they collected the taxes of the whole city from this person then they give authority to this person to collect taxes from the people as much as he can even 10 even 20 folds so he may pay the government 100 or 1000 dinari and maybe he collect 10000 dinar so the tax collectors were known by their love of money and their greediness and they were hated by the people Because of their injustice, because of their greediness, and because of their harshness. They actually collected money with violence from the people. So Matthew was one of these people. And we notice that the Lord Jesus Christ went out to the place of the tax office. So he went to Matthew. He made made a special journey to the tax office to meet Matthew. Which means the Lord actually comes to us. He doesn't wait until we come to Him. He told us in the book of Revelation I am standing at the door and knocking, if you open to me. So if Satan told you that you are a sinner and you are not worthy of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, then know that Satan is lying to you, is deceiving you. The Lord said in the gospel today very clearly. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I have not come to call righteous, but sinners to repentance. He went to Matthew, to his place, and it was beautiful that Matthew's heart was ready. As a Jewish man, he knew the scripture and as a Jewish man maybe he heard about the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ and his preaching but he was lacking motivation lacking encouragement maybe Satan installed in his heart doubts that he is not accepted because he is a tax collector a greedy ungodly man hated by everybody. So maybe he was thinking that Jesus also hates me. Maybe he had the desire to repent and follow the Lord, but the doubt whether the Lord would accept him or not was actually, he was struggling with this doubt. That's why the Lord told him, went to him and told him, follow me. And it's amazing how Matthew was ready as if he was waiting for this word, follow me. And he left all, left all, left the tax office, left the money, left the family, left everything. Rose up and followed him. And today the Lord is knocking on the door of my heart and on the door of your heart and asking you to follow Him. Follow me. Even after you self-examined yourself, you realize that you are far away from God? Don't worry. He did not come to call righteous, but He came to call sinners. So, me and you are called to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we ready to do like Matthew? To cut all attachments in our heart and then we follow the Lord with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength, with all our wealth, or not? And Matthew was very happy. Yes, repentance and following the Lord Jesus Christ makes the person happy. And he want to send a message to his friends, the tax collectors, the sinners, that you are loved, you are accepted. Don't believe the scribes and Pharisees who are telling you, you are undefiled, you are unholy, you are not accepted. We cannot sit with you. We cannot dine with you. Don't believe The religious leaders of Israel. That's why Matthew made a great feast in his own house and he'd invited the Lord Jesus Christ to this celebration and invited else who else and there were a great number of tax collector and others who sat down with them. He wanted all his friends to get to know the Lord Jesus Christ and to believe in him but usually when you do something good there are people who are criticizing people who want to discourage you people who want to attack you then the religious leaders of Israel again the scribes and Pharisees murmured against the disciples and told them, why do you eat and drink with tax collector and sinners? These are sinful people. If you believe that you are godly, you should not uh, sit and eat with them. Of course, how can we reconcile this with what St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that bad company corrupts good moral? There is difference between meeting with people, try to help them, to convert them, and to change them, transform them into the knowledge of God, or having company with sinners because just we are similar to them. We participate in the works of darkness. If you are going to hang around the wrong crowd just to participate in the works of darkness, this is unchristian. Saint Paul said, don't participate in the works of darkness, but rather rebuke them. But if we are called to hang around the sinners, in order to call them to repentance, to call them to the chain, to, to change their life, to be transformed, then nothing wrong with that. So the Lord Jesus Christ said to them, those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. He said to the religious leaders, You believe that you are well? You believe that you are healthy. That's why you believe that you don't need physician. You don't need me. You are attacking me. But those who realize that they are spiritually sick, they need physician. And I came to these people. I came to help them. If we go back to the point hanging around the sinners, if you are not a physician and you are hanging around people who are sick maybe you will contact the infection from them but if you are a physician then you know what you are doing that's why in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1 Saint Paul said if anyone is taken in any trespass. Those who are spiritual should actually lead him to repentance with the spirit of meekness. So not anybody, not anyone, if you are trying to rescue a person who is drowning and you don't know how to swim, you will drown with him. You need to be a guard knowing how to to swim in order to save the life of a person who is drowning. So, here the Lord Jesus Christ sat with them not to participate in the works of darkness, definitely not. But as a physician, He came to heal their souls and to call them to repentance. And usually, when the people don't find how to answer, They try to spiritualize the situation. So, when the Lord told the the religious leaders of Israel, I have not come to call righteous but sinners, the will don't need a physician but the sick, then they tried to spiritualize the, the, the situation. So they asked about fasting, not because they are interested in a spiritual answer, but just they want again to accuse him. If you are a physician, John the Baptist were fasting, the prophets were fasting, why are you are not fasting? So they asked him, why the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And the disciples of the Pharisees also fast. But yours, your disciples, eat and drink. As if they are telling him, if you claim to be a physician, and you call people to repentance, and if you are a teacher according to the law, you know that fasting is very important. Why you are not fasting? Why your, your disciples are not fasting? Then the Lord explained to them that in a wedding, when the bridegroom is around, people cannot fast. But when the bridegroom is taken up or taken away, then they will fast. So he spoke about the time of fasting. So the principle is there. The principle of fasting is there. But what is the right time? And here actually when he spoke about the bridegroom, he told them, I am not coming only to save your life. I am not coming only to call you to repentance. Many of us actually, their ultimate goal is to be saved. Their ultimate goal to go to heaven. But God has a goal beyond this. Do you know what his goal? His goal is to be united with us, to be one with us. That's why he liked himself like a bridegroom, and we are the bride. So we'll be in oneness, we'll be one with him, we'll be united with him. I abide in him and he abides in me. That's why he said, I am the bridegroom, and I'm coming to call you to repent, but I'm calling you also for the full unity now actually is not the right time for you to fast for two reasons the first reason is the bridegroom is around and usually people don't fast when the bridegroom is around but when the bridegroom will taken away reference to the ascension then they will fast that's the first reason and then, the second reason, he told them, when we try to do a change, this change has to be radical change. You cannot just make patches and consider these patches are a change or transformation in your life. So he said, he told them, no one puts a piece of a new garment on an old garment. Otherwise, the new makes a tear and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. So, the change, the transformation, the repentance that the Lord is calling us to is not patching, it's not just we put a patch from new life on old life. Unfortunately, many of us understand uh, spirituality this way It is pick and choose I can keep these uh, Characters or characteristic from my old life and then I will add this from uh, my repentance You cannot combine those Everything has to be new renewed renewed Everything has to be new in a few weeks will start a new year if you want to start this new year with real transformation it has to be radical transformation that's why repentance is like you are making you turn instead of walking against God you are making you turn and walking in the other direction you cannot put a patch from a new garment on your old garment. No. He gives them another example, and no one puts new wine into old wine skins. The new life in Christ, you cannot put it in your old heart with all its lusts and evil desires. No. You you cannot do this or else the new wine will burst the wine skins and be spilled and the wine skins will be ruined. New wine must be put into new wine skins. So he will not ask them to repent, to to, to fast, uh, according to the Jewish law. No, they should wait until they receive the Holy Spirit after the sun ascends to heaven, and then they will start new. So these are the two reasons why they were not fasting because the bridegroom is with them and they cannot just use new uh, means of grace and put it in hearts that are not renewed by the new covenant with God. Then he warned us from uh, something We call it the relapse. Many times after we start new with our Lord Jesus Christ, we relapse, we go back to the old man. That's why he said, no one having drunk old wine immediately desired new, for he says, the old is better. After we change our life, we are attacked and tempted to go back to the old. And we say, old is bitter. So, after we live so many years in the evil desires of heart, especially if we are uh, enslaved by a loved sin, sin that we love, or habitual sin, we say usually the old is bitter and won't go back to the old but with the grace of the Holy Spirit and when we fight the good fight then this change and this transformation will be radical and will be permanent. Who said the old is better? The wife of Lot after the two angels tried to rescue them from Sodom and Gomorrah and they start to leave Sodom and Gomorrah But she said, the old is better. Her heart was still in Sodom and Gomorrah. When God told them, follow me, they start to leave physically Sodom and Gomorrah. But the attachment is still with Sodom and Gomorrah. And she looked back. That's why when we follow the Lord, we need to do like Matthew. We need to cut all attachment with the old life. We should not do like uh, the, uh, Lot's wife uh, and look back and we say the old is better. No, if we start with Christ, then let everything be new. Matthew did not return back to the old life. Saint Paul, after his transformation, did not return back to the old life the keys the tax collector did not return back to the old life so today the Lord is knocking at the door of your heart and telling you follow me who among us now we cut all the attachment and we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to cut all the attachment with the old life and we ask God to create in us a clean and pure heart and to renew His Holy Spirit within us to give me new heart, new mind, new will, new thinking, new life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And through His grace, we will not relapse, we will not go back like Lot's wife and we will say, all this is better. No, being with Christ, is the best, actually, option in our life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm.